Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Claudia and B show. This is B, not Claudia. This is Claudia, not B. And this week we are talking about the perfection that is crazy rich Asians. Eee! Yeah, hiya! So I good. love it. Um, mm-hmm. So, Claudia, um, to set the stage here, Claudia has watched the movie recently for the first time. I have watched the movie and I recently read the book for the first time in preparation for this episode. So we got both bases covered here. Um, From the movie perspective, what did you think, Claudia? What are your impressions? So I honestly, like, when I, the reason I never, I didn't hop on this Crazy Rich Asian train wagon when it was like pop, like when it first came out was honestly because I thought the name was dumb. Like I thought, like, why (laughs) is this called, why are you, was like, it just sounded like really stupid to me, honestly. Like, I'll just be completely honest. I just thought it, like, it sounded dumb. I was like, why, why can't, why is it like specifically Asians? Why can't it be crazy rich people? Like why, you know what I mean? Like, or crazy Uh rich. Like, Crazy Rich, I felt like, was, like, a better name than, like, Crazy Rich Asians. Like, why can't it just be called Crazy Rich? I don't know. And now watching (sighs) it, what do you think of that name? (laughs) I don't know. I still feel like Crazy Rich is, like, but, but, I mean, who am I? I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like, a movie, like, a film person. So, like, I am. You're a theater person. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't say, (laughs) I can't say. That I, it's not like I know more. I'm not entitled to that. Uh, but I loved the movie. I thought the movie was, like, visually appealing. It had, it had almost, like, everything that you, like, need in a movie like this. Um, it wasn't, also, like, with the name, I was worried that it was going to be cheesy. But it was, like, really good and not cheesy at all. I mean, the only, the thing that was funny about it, though, was, like, um, one of the characters, he's like in the shower, and I'm like, "You're just showing off his body for no reason." I, there's no, it's like, not no reason. It's to show you that they're really hot and attractive. I know, <laughs> but like, just a silly. It was just silly. To yes. Me, so, but they were also. I felt that they were tasteful <laughs> in um, stuff like that. Like they definitely showed because I think it was Michael, right? Um, Astrid's yeah, the husband. guy that like had the affair. Yes. Yeah, the fair mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that was kind of depict in the book. He is just so attractive, and Astrid, his wife, is like there, she just keeps talking. It's mentioned multiple times in the book. Like when she sees him, she still gets butterflies, and she still is just like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous. You know all these things. So I think in that sense, it was mm-hmm. kind of trying to show that he was oh, okay. gorgeous. You know. Okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. But I get what you're saying. That makes sometimes sense. I get annoyed with that in mm-hmm. movies, too, where I'm like, is that necessary? And then sometimes I'm like, that's all? You know, it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like in Poldark. Exactly. Just like in Poldark. Exactly. Okay, so a little background on this movie. Um, the book was written by Kevin Kwan, and it is actually the first book in a trilogy. Um, and we actually have, apparently it's in contract to make the second book in the series. And I'm assuming that that will probably lead to a third as well. Um, Crazy Rich Asians in the theater was such a huge hit. It just, within 10 days, it made more than any other rom-com that had been, that had aired in the last five years. So this was like a huge success. And I remember when it first came out, everyone was just mm-hmm. in awe of this movie. And it actually took me a while. I think it wasn't until like the winter of the year that it came out that I watched it. So I 
had a similar thing to you. I didn't really jump on the crazy rich Asian train right away, but I kept hearing, I only heard good things. Like everyone was obsessed with it. So when I watched it, I was kind of like, okay, we'll see. Because it didn't initially speak to me as something that was just great. It was, it kind of looked a little, I don't know, a little funny to me. Like I was like, so it's just, mm-hmm. it's just that she's thrown into like a rich culture. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I have mm-hmm. to say, from reading the book and watching the movie, I get how the Asian culture is like so intrinsic for the story. And then you add into it just these elaborate people that have no boundary on what they can experience or get their hands on or anything like that. And then it just makes that culture like on steroids. So for that, I do, I really love the name Crazy Rich Asians. But at first I think I was, I could have I don't remember it necessarily, but I think I could t- totally agree with you of being like, crazy rich Asians, like, what is this about, you know? So, I understand mm-hmm. that perspective. Um, okay, I have some facts about this movie for you. Do you want to hear some? Sure. Okay. Um, I love, I really loved the movie, but learning about it gave a little extra charm to it because there's just so much behind the scenes of it. First of all, Kevin Kwan, who wrote the book, he was um, in talks with a couple different producers and studios to get it made into a movie. And the original director, who was really looking at purchasing it, he wanted to change Rachel Chu's character to being a white girl. And I'm not really sure the reason behind that, but because... Well, well, I mean, maybe he wanted her to seem like more of an outsider in a sense. But um, mm-hmm. there was just like a lot of people that... Because these books were top sellers for several years before it got made into a movie Mm -hmm. so it had a huge fan base already and a lot of those fans when they heard that that was kind of the buzz in hollywood they were like ah no like rachel chu cannot be a white girl which i do agree with them actually that's the whole point of it right Mm -hmm. and um yeah well because that's the irony is that she is already asian Uh right but she's still not good enough for so whether if it was going to be some a white girl, it would be like right. Bizarre. You would definitely know. lose a point yeah. of it, you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, so Kevin Kwan decided that he was not going to sell the rights of his book to that particular director, and he ended up selling it for one dollar to John M. Chu, who is the director, <laughs> with the stipulation that he would be heavily involved in the writing and the creative process. And I think that that was probably the best dollar he ever spent because he was heavily involved and you can tell it. They did such a good job creating the book outline into a movie. And they, they kept like, I would say 85 to 90% of the, the um, writing in it accurate to the book. So good on him. Good job, Kevin, Mm -hmm. Mr. Kwan. Good job. Um, So we started with that. Uh, there's a couple things from the book that I felt like they kind of left out. So I want to know um, your take, of, first off, of Aquafina's character. Do you know who that is? The, um, yes, her best yes. friend. So Aquafina is, well, mm-hmm. she's played by Aquafina. She plays um, Pickling Go. Yes, yes. So she, okay, I feel like I recognized her from something. I feel like she was in, like, a show that I had watched um, called, like, Casual or something, maybe. 
I don't know if it's the same one. Um, no, I, I enjoyed her. Um, I thought she was a good mix of like funny yet like real and uh-huh. relatable. Like I didn't think that it was like weird that that would be her friend. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like she was so outlandish that it was, mm-hmm. you know, cause I definitely have had friends like that. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the past. So yeah. in the book, Pickling was really, um, she was, she was in that life of like, uh, Nick and, and Eleanor, his mom and like Astrid and how like, just mm-hmm. like but crazy rich they were. She was just like that. And, and so when they knew each other in college, she was always the one that's like, oh, I want to do this. And people would be like, oh, I can't afford it. And she's like, no, I'm paying for it. And she would like take him on vacations and like all this stuff. Kind of like Anna Delphi, oh. you know, from that hit show we're obsessed <laughs> except with Except, right like, actually. Except, <laughs> except actually. She could actually pay. Yeah. Like, was that yeah. line? Yeah. Um, so she was <sighs> really, like, just outgoing crazy. And Rachel always, like, adored her because she was, like, she was unapologetic about who she was and what she liked, you know? And in a book, that kind of, like, helps set her up in this world. In the movie, they changed her a lot. Oh, also in Singapore, she was, like, this businesswoman. She was, like, accomplishing stuff. She was super pulled together and in that world of make money, make money, make money. Um, Mm -hmm. In the movie, they did change her quite a bit, and they made her family, like, a little bit ridiculous. They didn't come off like that so much in the book. But I like it because I feel like she's the insider helping us see it from an outside perspective, you know, like, yeah, she yeah. Kinda, she kind of is us a little bit portraying the characters that we might be if we were mm-hmm. living that. Also, I love that Aquafina, she pretty much ad-libbed most of her lines in it. <laughs> she just, yeah, she oh, was really? just making crap up the whole, the whole time that we were filming. Oh my God. Which, it was great. It's hilarious to watch her. Yeah, it was funny. And uh, there were some uh, actors in there that I recognize that from other shows that mm-hmm. I loved. Like, um, have, did you ever watch Superstore? No. I loved Superstore. I loved it. Um, and I, like, binged it for a good while. Um, and I, I loved it. It was It's with America Ferreira. Um, but the guy that was her, like, the one that meets that Rachel at the bar... The cousin? Um, yes. Okay, yeah, what's his name? That's, Nico that he, Santos, he, is he from, plays Oliver, the cousin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Superstore, okay. and I loved him in Superstore, and he was just the best and so cute. Aww. So, um, yes, I loved him in Superstore. I loved that. And then also the guy that plays the, like, um, the bachelor guy, the bachelor party oh, guy. Bernard? Like, <laughs> Bernard? With the... Sh- <laughs> Yes, with the yes. shirt open. So he he is in um, uh, that move that Christmas movie that was so good. Next Christmas or something like that. No, it was the one. Um, did you see it? Let me see. I'm trying to remember who's in it. But it's where it's kind of like a um, Cyrano de Bergerac type thing where she like meets this guy on Tinder and then thinks that he looks this way and they talk on the phone and then like, and she's like, I'm going to go surprise him because they have this good connection. So she goes and surprises him and ends up being him instead of, have you seen it? It's so good. What is that? I don't remember. Love hard. Mm. Love hard. That's the one. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love hard. So okay. Good. Well, see, you threw me off mm-hmm. because I thought you were talking about that other Christmas movie that has um, the chick that played in Life Before You and um, her name's Emily something. And it, it also has uh, our, our patron saint, Emma Thompson, in it. Um, but Henry Golding plays mm-hmm. in that. And he plays Nick Young oh, in this. Oh, okay. So I was thinking in that movie, but it's not the same. So we have so many Christmas movies with these actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Speaking of Henry Golding, did you know that he, this was his breakout role in Crazy Rich Asians. Before this, oh. he was a host of a travel show, but he had never acted. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? He rem- That is cool. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of um, Paolo Monto Bain or whatever from Cinderella with Brandy. Uh- Love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Girl, very much so. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. So I just, I wish that Paolo had done more after Cinderella. Like, I know he did, like, Broadway stuff and everything, mm-hmm. but I wanted more of Paolo on film because I just loved him. He was so hot in Cinderella with Brandy. I thought oh you were going to say Paolo Anton Ono, who I have a crush on, but that's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could have been in this cast as well. Yeah, for real. But yeah, I all around I thought it was just like a really good, really good Right? Movie. It's very so charming cute. and very endearing, even though it's also like completely outlandish. Yes, for sure. Um For sure. Can I tell you some more facts about this movie? Yes, please go, go, go. Um, okay, so two things I found very endearing for this cast because I really love the cast. I think they just got great people to portray the characters. And they had such good chemistry, and they were so fun and brought so much life to it. And I think the reason is because they did a lot of work to build the cast together. So they have that scene where they're making dumplings um, with the grandma, and they're all sitting around the table, and they're, like, making the dumplings by hand and moving the dough and everything like that. Do you remember that scene? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so they brought the cast so together to make dumplings together kind of as a get-to-know-you party. And so they did that, and they kind of – like, set the scene for this friendship that they could have for filming. And then the main actors actually traveled Singapore, like, from one end to the other before they started filming as well, so they could really kind of mm-hmm. just get in the culture and feel really comfortable with everything. Um, and they brought a lot of Asian culture into this, even from the date that they aired the movie, um, which was the 7th of August in 2008. And they chose that specifically because feng shui had a lot of, like, power numbers in that date that equaled eight, which is, like, the infinity symbol and the symbol for wealth and all that. Mm -hmm. So they just did so many things in this movie that I really enjoy because I love learning about a new culture. And this movie, obviously, that's almost, like, an extra character in it, just the culture that you're brought into. And they did so much. I mean, probably because it had an Asian writer and an Asian director that like knew so much about that culture that they could just easily incorporate it. And so I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So some fun ones that will just like get you in the mood of being with crazy rich Asians first and foremost, which I thought was, Oh my gosh, I was blown away with this fact. Um, Michelle Yeoh, who plays Eleanor, the mother, she um, was not impressed with the engagement ring that they had her wearing, and it was the engagement ring that they end up using for um, Rachel and Nick to get engaged, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they, like, have this ring for her in production, and she's like, mm-mm, this is not, like, 
the ring that a lady in this atmosphere would be wearing. And they're like, whoa, what should it look like? And so she brings in some of her rings from her own collection as examples of like, we need a ring like this or like that. And the director was like, oh, this ring you have is amazing. They ended up using her ring for the production. So that huge emerald ring that is just uh-huh. gorgeous, that's her ring that she oh like <laughs> brought on production to use. That's like so like her character too. Right? Like, Isn't that just uh, the cutest? Yeah. That's so funny. So that was great. Um, okay. So another thing that I thought was really cool, Constance, Constance Wu. Am I saying that weird? Constance Wu, who plays Rachel. She um, got an offer for the part, and then she couldn't accept it because she had a conflict of scheduling. And she was able to, she wrote a letter to the director, and this letter was, like, so convincing that he moved back production dates so that she could play Rachel because she was like, I know I got this part. I am your best choice. You just got to give me a second. And so he moved all of the production back for her. I love that. Right? I love that. Like, good for her going out for that and kind of, you know, being pushy. It pays off sometimes. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was so great great for that part. Mm-hmm. Also, this is funny to me. So this cast, this is the only all-Asian cast in a motion picture since the Joy Luck Club, which is like 20 years, 25 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first time that we've had a a cast like this. And in Singapore, when it aired, they were actually not really impressed with the cast because Singaporeans were like, we are more diverse in Singapore alone. They should have had more people in this film. (laughs) (laughs) So like of different, of different ethnicities. Yeah, different areas of Asia, different ethnicities completely. Like, Singapore is super diverse, and so they just were kind of like, if you're portraying something in Singapore, you need to have, like, way more representation and colors of the skin rainbow and all of that. So yeah. you just you just can't make everyone happy, but you no. can make a lot of people happy. I think that's what we learned from this. Okay, I want to know what was your favorite part of the movie. Um, my favorite part of the movie was when the aisle, like when she walked down the aisle oh and gosh. the water. Did you not just start what? crying uncontrollably? I was like, well, first of all, when the water came, okay, I'll be honest. I was like, oh my God, did like, is there going to be a flood that's happening? Like what? <laughs> did something go wrong? <laughs> yeah. I was like, did a pipe like burst? Like, is this like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Cause like I see water and I think like right when like, does well, that they're, happen they're... in a wedding setting yeah and i was like they're not on a ship so i was like okay uh it's, it's like something pipe is something burst mm-hmm. anyway anyway so then um that but then when i like kind of got the vibe i was like oh my gosh but then i also was like really worried about their dresses yeah i know i know i know right and that's like the funny part is that their dress part of the design for that they had to figure out how to make it like waterproof and everything like that so it Uh was quite a projection just for that one scene yeah but I thought it was a really like beautiful symbolism of like I don't know I mean I guess I was about to say like the washing of the feet like with Jesus but then I was like well but but there's tons of symbolism like, like that in in Asian culture as well 
Uh huh. But I loved the the flowers with the lights. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, and the just the look that he, that Nick is giving Rachel in that scene is just yes, really sweet. It is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love I, I love that wedding scene. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my favorite. What about you? What was your favorite part? Um, so I really loved that too. The first time I watched it, I definitely teared up at that wedding scene. But the one that gets me every time I watch it is um when Rachel meets with Eleanor after she and Nick have broken up at the end and they're playing Mahjong together. And she basically, like, gives up her hand so that Eleanor wins first, even though she actually had, like, all the tiles to win. She just, like, plays it so that Eleanor can win and, like, put down her tiles first. And then she's basically like, I don't win if if he's not happy. So I'm I'm giving up this one so you can win because that way more people will be happy. Mm -hmm. And then she walks away. And as she walks away, she, like, meets her mom. Mm-hmm. who's playing at another table and her mom stands up and then just looks back at Eleanor and they have a moment where the moms are looking at each other of these two kids that are in love and not going to be together now and the moms like just look at each other from across the room that scene <laughs> makes me cry <laughs> every time because yeah. it is so powerful how they do it mm-hmm. I love that yeah one. very clever very clever for sure yeah so in conclusion my friends I think the book is wonderful and totally worth it. It, to me, was a little slower, so I actually like the movie more. But Uh I think both are worth your time. Claudia, do you feel like you're going to read the book? (laughs) Yeah, I want to. I know my mom's read it, so I definitely want to. It's going to be on my list for sure. Perfect. So I like, I love reading, so obviously. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do <laughs> Okay, guys, um, we are going to end the podcast here. But if you are a Patreon subscriber, please continue listening because we got a whole extra section for you. Um, please like and follow us on all of the social media platforms. You can find us at The Claudia and B Show. Um, check out our Patreon, see if it's something you'd be interested in subscribing to because we have more to say and we would love for you to hear it. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, Claudia? That's it. Go watch Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, do it. Do it, friends. Okay. You won't regret it. Nope. (laughs) Bye. Bye.